Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'm Samantha Dinage. Join me to explore holistic approaches to support your well-being in today's hectic world. Through each episode, my intention is to empower you to live your life with less stress and more joy and relaxation. I understand we are all unique and I invite you to take what resonates with you on your journey to feeling more vibrant from the inside out. My dream is to create a radiant ripple effect from each of us out into the world. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. Now let's dive in. Ayurveda has three main doshas or mind-body types, vata, pitta and kapha. We are each made up of all three but in varying amounts. Often one or two are most dominant, however all three may be very present with somebody who is tridoshic. The amounts of these doshas can increase and decrease based on our lifestyle. And when we move away from our natural dosha levels, this is when imbalances can start to appear. When we practice noticing and listening to our body and mind and its subtle signals that we are out of balance, we can begin to catch the imbalances earlier. Otherwise, we may start to move through the different stages of disease and the body and mind are screaming at us instead. So in the last but one episode I spoke about Ayurveda routines for vata mind body type or vata dosha. Today we are moving on and looking at Ayurveda routines to balance pitta. You can find out which mind body type you could focus on balancing using natural methods in my anxiety profile quiz where you will receive personalised recommendations to support anxiety and your overall well-being. And the link for this is in the show notes and you're more than welcome to use it. So Pitta Dosha relates mostly to the fire element being made up of 90% fire and 10% water. When I think of a blazing fire or the hot sun, I think of heat, energy, transformation and burning away that which I don't need. To find balance, we work with opposite qualities to help reduce the level of aggravation. For example, with pitta dosha, if we're feeling hot-headed and have inflammation from that fire element, from the heat, then we want to focus on things that are cooling and calming for the body and the mind instead. As I've said, we're focusing on balancing pitta routines in this episode. And if you implemented a couple of ideas, you would start to feel a difference if you need to feel more cool, calm and collected. But before I start talking about some routines that you could start to implement, firstly, let's understand which qualities might throw pitta out of balance in the body and the mind. So pitta can be aggravated by an excess heat and this can be caused by hot weather, being outside, especially during the hottest part of the day. I don't know if you're like me, I remember being stood in Spain queuing up to go into some historical site and feeling extremely irritable (laughs) whilst waiting in the burning sunshine. So maybe you have felt this irritability stood out in the heat too. Other hot environments include things like hot kitchens, saunas, steam rooms for lengthy periods of time. 
and excess heat can be created through excessive exercise too, where we're creating too much heat in the body when we're maybe pushing ourselves too far and we're just really overheating. When it comes to food in extremes, maybe we will start sweating if we have a seriously hot curry. Along with spicy foods, things like garlic, onions and mustard are also heating. Along with the more obvious chilies, things like alcohol and coffee are really heating for us too. And if we think a little bit more about the mind, have you ever found yourself in a heated discussion with somebody? Stressful situations and confrontation can also create this heat within us. And so excess heat may show up with symptoms such as red skin, rashes, it might be that we've got a fever, some irritability, frustration, anger. If we think about anger, it's like when we see red, isn't it? It's like that fire, the heat. There's also symptoms such as acid reflux, having indigestion and other burning sensations that we may experience within the body and the mind. Another quality that can aggravate pitta is a sharp or penetrating effect. So we might wonder what that is. It might sound a little bit strange, but maybe you know somebody who has a really sharp tongue when they talk. They don't mince their words and maybe you know exactly where you stand with them, whether it's quite what you want to hear or not. Or it might be someone's got a really penetrating eyes and the way that they look at you is really intense. So things that can aggravate this sharp or penetrating quality include alcohol, also chemical detergents, perfumes, and different kinds of chilies. It can also be affected by the impressions that we take in through our senses that penetrate our body and our mind. So this might be sharp sounds such as a honking horn or sharp images. Maybe you're watching a movie and there's lots of bangs going off, action all over the place. There is also some impact when we do jobs that require lots of concentration. And for many of us, we spend a lot of time on computers and maybe have to look at a lot of details. And we also need a sharp mind for things like law, accountancy or politics, or perhaps working in sales. We are under a lot of pressure. We need to respond really quickly and effectively in order to close the sale. So, With all of these, we need to be really on the ball and this can start to increase this sharp quality that we might have and it might spill out into other aspects of your life. This might also link to judgments. Are you quite quick and sharp to judge and criticise yourself and others? So when we get this build-up of too much sharp and penetrating effects, symptoms that we might experience when it's in excess include gastric or mental irritation, allergic reactions, it might be ulcers, also IBS that I've severely suffered with in the past. It might also link to early greying of the hair or even hair loss. And you might find that there's a lot of sarcasm. And as I mentioned, you might be overly critical of yourself and others, or you might see this in somebody that you can recognize as perhaps having an excess of the sharp and penetrating qualities. Another quality that can aggravate pitta is the light quality. This might be from over-exercising. And instead of thinking about building up of the heat, we're thinking about 
for example, jogging or running, we're moving through the air with our feet barely on the floor. So it's about this lightness. When we travel for long periods of time, we may feel really ungrounded. And instead of being heavy and firmly planted on the earth, we might be up in the sky on a plane or traveling via car or train through the air to get to our destination. Bright lights also bring in the light quality. And I know I've spoken before about how we might have bright lights on from morning to night and we haven't got much of a change or a difference. Are you exposed to bright lights all day? And when it comes to food, it might be that you have too much lightness in your foods. If we think about uh, rice cakes, popcorn, basmati rice, these are all quite light things. They've got quite a lot of air within them that's bringing this light quality. If you choose to fast, where you're not eating anything at all for a period of time, then you might feel really light because we're not bringing in any heaviness into the body that we need. And therefore, we may feel symptoms such as dizziness, lightheadedness and instability. When the light quality is aggravated, we can also experience sensitivity to lights. I know that definitely um, is something I can experience. And also we might have weight loss, insomnia or nausea. So pitta can be increased by the liquid quality too. This might be having too much water or too many juices. Maybe we have too much salt in our diet that increases the water retention within us. Symptoms of an imbalance of the liquid quality can include swollen ankles, acid, indigestion. So you see there's a little bit um, of repetitiveness with some of these symptoms that link to an out of balance pitta. When there's excess or not enough liquid, it might be that we have skin problems. And of course, it doesn't sound very pleasant, but when things are too liquidy, what is coming out of our derriere? Yeah, maybe we've got some diarrhea. Another quality that can aggravate pitta is the mobile or spreading quality. So if you're thinking, what on earth is this? Let's think about it in terms of opposites. So mobile and spreading the opposite would be being static or still. So if we imagine a glass of water and there becomes a hole in that glass and the water starts to travel out and it starts to spread across the floor or the table and it can create a mess if we aren't careful. And we can link this to us and how we approach life. Maybe we are spreading ourselves too thinly. Perhaps we take on too many commitments and responsibilities. And this might even be linked to a fear and anxiety of not being or doing enough. We might be rushing around with an irregular lifestyle where we're trying to do too many things at once and we really have this excess activity. It's quite typical that pitters push and strive to try and be as productive as possible. And this can mean that pitters can be really impatient and almost a little bit aggressive. And maybe coming back to that sharp quality, sharp with somebody, if they feel that someone's getting in the way of what it is that they want to be doing. People with lots of pitta can be very competitive and ambitious and need to be really careful not to burn themselves out. Notice how burn relates to the fire element. This spreading mobile quality can mean that things might spread on the skin. This might be skin rashes, hives, eczema. It can also mean that we have infections that are spreading throughout the body. 
also when it comes to sleep, when we really need the mind and the body to settle and become still and feel safe. It might be that there is too much mobility in the mind and the body, that you feel restless, causing insomnia rather than a restful night's sleep. And finally, let's look at the oily quality that can throw pitta out of balance. When we've got too much oil or the wrong kinds of oil in our system, then we may experience things like acne, oily skin, and we might feel nauseous or even pain in our gallbladder because we can't digest the fats that we're taking in effectively. So it's key that we're having the right fats so that we can, they can be absorbed efficiently and used effectively within the body to nourish the seven tissue layers. So in order to balance pitta, routines to help you be cool, calm and collected are important and can also help you to feel like you're doing enough if you're someone who is constantly striving and pushing yourself too hard. So here are my routine recommendations to balance Pitta. I suggest that you start the day with something caring and nurturing for you. Perhaps a calming yoga practice with twists and side bends to support the liver and the gallbladder. Or a pre-shower oil self-massage with coconut oil, known as Abhyanga in Ayurveda, if you're someone who opts to shower in the morning. Take a pause in the day with a cooling sitali breath. This is where we breathe in through the mouth with a rolled tongue, if you can do that little party trick, or pursed lips. And then we breathe out through the nose. As you breathe in, there's a really strong cooling sensation through the mouth. And instantly, I find that it really starts to change how I feel. In the summer, maybe you want to stay out in the heat. But if you're getting irritable and you're getting some of these pitta symptoms, then I would suggest that you avoid the midday heat and seek shade and cooling drinks such as mint and cucumber water. You could reduce heat by having a beautiful cooling shower after work, taking a moment to slow down and cleanse the body and wash away any heated agitation in the body and the mind that's happened throughout the day in order to have a little reset and settle into your evening. You could get into the habit of practicing gratitude Maybe it's noting it down on a piece of paper. Maybe it's sharing three things that you're grateful for with with somebody that you know. Maybe it's in the notes in your phone. It's finding a way that works for you and practicing writing down these things that you're grateful for instead of focusing on criticism and judgments of yourself and others. It just helps to get into a practice of thinking about things in a slightly different way. And I invite you to enjoy a hobby at least once a week that isn't something competitive and to simply do it for the pleasure of it. Yes, that might seem a bit strange at first to those people that are really strong on their pitta front, but I invite you to try it and notice how you feel. I also suggest that you spend quality time in person or on the phone with family and friends. Often we can be so busy doing and working. I can find myself slipping into this habit where we need to have some free time in your schedule 
for things like this to connect with people and to have that nourishing and supportive time. When it comes to food, I suggest reducing fast and fried foods and opting for low to medium spiced foods instead. So if you tend to have a lot of fast or fried foods, could you try and reduce this down by one evening per week or one meal time per week and then go from there? I recommend that you enjoy some alcohol-free days to give the body a chance to cool down and have less toxins to process. And if you're someone who suffers with insomnia as well by reducing your alcohol, whilst you might feel like you need it to relax and get to sleep, it can really have an impact on you during the night. So it'd be interesting to see once you've settled into some alcohol-free days, how that affects your sleep too. So these were all recommendations. Of course, you might think that some of them are appealing, some of them are not. So this is where you know, it comes to working with your preferences, what time you have, the support and environment around you as well. And also recognizing any obstacles that might need to be overcome to start to implement some of these step by step so that it's realistic and you can start to feel the benefits. Perhaps you feel like you've got really no spare time or you simply don't have the energy to even start a new routine. So I would suggest what would be easiest for you to get you started? Which one thing of the recommendations would be easiest? So if I do a little recap, we talked about the starting the day with something caring and nurturing for you. Maybe some yoga, maybe the coconut oil massage. To take some moments to pause and do the cooling breath during the day to avoid the midday sun in the summer and have lovely cooling refreshing drinks like mint and cucumber water. To have that cut off between work and being productive and settling more into the evening with a beautiful cooling shower. To practice gratitude, to enjoy a hobby that's not competitive, to spend some quality time in person or on the phone with family and friends and to consider reducing fast and fried and spicy foods. Also to think about any alcohol consumption that you might have to really give the body a chance to do what it needs to do. So if you want to feel different, we need to make changes, otherwise things remain stuck and stagnant. And these changes really can be small and gradual. As I've said, it's about being realistic for you. If you prioritised you and started and ended your day with things that helped you to feel better, imagine how that would build up on a daily consistent basis and how you might feel. So what can you take from this episode and begin to try out this week? I invite you to share this with a friend for some accountability and also I'd love for you to share it with me too. So do get in touch and let's chat more about creating supportive Ayurveda routines for you. I'm always on the other side of a message and you can find me via the links in the show notes. So wishing you a gorgeous rest of your day or evening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll be back again in two weeks time. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. 
please press subscribe to be notified when the next episode is out every other Wednesday. Do follow me on Facebook and Instagram at beautifullybalanced.online.